0: Hello, and this is the official uh, first episode of the World of Rainy G podcast. Welcome everyone to uh, to the show. Uh, before going ahead, I'd like to, I guess I need to say this, um, they will be swearing, because it's me, uh, so if you've got any little ones around, maybe tell them to piss off for the next however long particularly want to be to blame for kids fairing um that aren't mine if that makes sense so today's episode will be about me unfortunately for some people me talking about me um and there will be a three topics essentially um so there'll be a little bit about me obviously um for anyone that doesn't know me my plans for the podcast and then the beefy section which is the q a and a so a little about me. Uh as you know, my name's Rain. Rainy, Rainy G, low Rainy G. Um, or eighties as I go by. I'm twenty-eight years old. I live in the little town of Chesant, uh, which is in Hertfordshire, and no London's so on my doorstep unfortunately. Um I work at a shop called Sailor's. I'm a retail assistant there, and I've been there for almost five years. Um I game a lot. Um I am an Xbox gamer. Uh console life, best way to live. Um I'll get to actually like, it's one of my questions later and I'll get to that like, when I get there. <coughs> um, hobbies, uh nothing at the moment because of lockdown. Uh pre lockdown I would be going playing pool, top golf with mates or usually you should find me some kind of spoons uh, drinking with my mates and socialising whipping the piss out of people, that kind of stuff <coughs> um, I uh, listen to music a hell of a lot as proven by my Spotify minutes last year I had like, uh, when they done the uh, Spotify um, what's it called? the review, like, I had like 81k minutes of music which is a fair few, and I think I only got beaten by one person that I saw, so yeah, 81k minutes. I do like my music, what can I say? Um, Yeah, It's a little bit about me. Uh, I hate talking about myself, so that's what you're going to get. So uh, we move on to the more important things now with what my plans are actually for the podcast. So, so I've had this plan for about three years, and I've been. You know, on and off, about doing it, and it originally started with just me talking about football because I love football, and I know a lot of mates that love football too. Um, and then, you know, it, it it came and went, and I was like, I'm in and out about it. I wasn't too sure about it, and obviously, then lockdown happened, and the first lockdown happened, and again, I thought about it, but football got cancelled, and stuff. I was like, mm. and then. Second lockdown happened, and I didn't really think about it, and then, I was listening to, I think it was Dragmates podcast, and I saw how much fun he was having with it, and I was like, you know what, it's the third, well, I think this came towards the end of the second lockdown actually, but I was like, what? No, fuck it, might as well, it gave me something to focus on in 2021, something to look forward to, and something to do, while we went again, another lockdown, um, and I put out the I put up a status about it, seeing if anyone would be actually be like interested in this into it, and it got quite a, f- a decent response, so I thought that's the motivation I need if people actually want to listen to me talk for however long, then why not um so yeah, so here we are, hopefully it goes well um fingers crossed, <laughs> and we'll see what happens going forward um in the future. Uh, like after this episode i'll have guest or guests on and then we'll just chat shit for however long about whatever topics uh, mainly relating to them so, so it's like i'll ask them questions about one of their topics a nice little chat moving to the next topic nice little chat maybe that's something they want to talk to me about who knows we'll see what happens when we get to that area I will also, along with this one, be doing the footballing world of RNG because this is how it started with the football podcast. So yeah, I do want to do that as well, and that would be me and again mate or mates. I'm not doing that one by myself um, because it'd be nice to get views of other footballing fans on, and we can discuss events in the world going on, results, uh, fixtures. Excuse me, <coughs> really personal away. Um, yeah, fans in the world, fixtures, results, Champions League, Europa League. I'm also a fan enough to talk about the Europa League. Um, the world Cup, or no, the Euros first, the Euros this year, which sh- shouldn't go ahead, but they will because money talks. And this, that, and the other. And there's nothing better than the footballing banner as well. So that should be good. But uh, now we move on to the, uh, the beefy section of the podcast just a little it's just a pilot episode this one it's just an introductory episode Um, but yeah, the Q&A is going to be the biggest part and this is where it starts now so uh, the first question I've got is actually from my mum who I asked and she asked me a very interesting question uh, she asked when and why did you discover your taste in rock music? So as a real lad, obviously you don't really have much knowledge of music, right, unless you grow up with it. And luckily I did. Um so growing up I was listening to whatever my mum and dad listened to. Um so it'd be like uh well mainly put music, put music's you know, rates on the T V and stuff. Um and then uh, my mum and dad listened to like classic 80s music, 90s music, 70s, etc, etc. Like, Queen was a massive thing in my household. I, I love Queen. Um, uh, Building Up Buttercup is a song that always think- makes me think of my mum because my mum absolutely adores that song. But I remember one day I was at home, I think it was just me and my nan at home, and I was watching MTV this is how long ago we um, were discussing because MTV actually played music which I don't, I think, anymore and uh, I was watching it and then Linga Park in the end came on so this is 2002 I think that song came out so yeah, so that came on <coughs> I listened to it and I was sold instantly I was like, this is different but it's something I really like so I was like, oh, this is amazing I need to listen to this again and uh, if you don't know for whatever reason, um, you could. There's like every song had like a three-digit code. You could ring up, press the code in, you would get added to like the queue essentially. So, being Mr. Mischievous, uh, it was just me, and my nan at home, and I think my nan was like making food or something. So I snuck over to the house phone. Sorry, mum, for this. <laughs> if you don't, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the two pound fifty if you want. I rang over to the phone, called up MTV, or rung the number, put in the code in, and I sat there for about 45 minutes waiting again for Indian to come on. And in that time, I think it was spit it out by Slipknot came on. It might have been spit it out. Either way, yeah, that came on and I was like, oh my god, this is sick as well. And uh from there I think that's when it started. Um Cause I just adored both those songs, and then, <coughs> obviously, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, god, can't talk. <coughs> um, obviously, from there, um, being like 10, it's hard to find music, especially before like the internet really hit the world. <coughs> um, so I, uh, I think. A, Probably like a year or so later, I bought Hybrid Theory and uh, my love for Link Park started there. And obviously, as you got older, you met new people, and new people had new bands for you to listen to, and it kind of just developed from there and it avalanched into who I am today. But to be fair, my music taste it's really evolved over the years because there was a time where I'd listen to just rock and metal and all that stuff, but now I listen to pop, dance music classic music, so yeah, my music taste now is a bit of everything (coughs) Um, if you look at my Spotify, it ranges from like, Whitney Houston and Cindy Lauper to like Angel Maker and Chelsea Grin. so that says it all really Um, next question is from Lewis and uh, he's asked the the big question which is one that really threw me off guard is a What impact would you like to have on your listeners? And do you have a five year plan? So, I mean, I haven't got plans for the next like five months rather than five years, but we'll get into that. Uh, Listening wise, obviously, (coughs) people who listen to the podcast want to enjoy it and get involved at some point, getting on, talking shit, and whatever. Um, As for the five year plan, I guess in an ideal world, maybe have some kind of celebrity on at some point. If things go well, um, obviously make money from it, that would be nice. Like get advertising um advertisements on the show and stuff and earn money through that. <coughs> obviously that's a a long shot, but you never know, it could happen. <coughs> um obviously having like a, a community and uh yeah, having people are, like excited for when the next episode is going to come out and listen to the World of Rainy G podcast. Discussing, like, obviously, to begin with, it'd be discussing certain topics, but going forward, it could be discussing, like, just either the most random shit or actually discussing, like, real life topics and stuff or this, that, and the other, really. But yeah, it'd be nice to, it'd be nice for the podcast to go five years. I guess that's a, uh, an objective as well. Um, so yeah we'll see what happens there it would be nice Um, so yeah fingers crossed about that yeah hopefully it can last a while hopefully the uh, the need to listen to the podcast and the uh, what's the looking for I guess addiction I can't think of the word addiction to actually listen to the podcast would be there to keep me going and keep me wanting to make it Uh, Jen as asked, uh, an interesting question as well. Uh, obviously, I've had to say Dinger Park, one of my full time favourite bands. Uh, Jen asked to rank the Dinger Park albums from worst to best. Um, so, in order for me, <coughs> it goes *Living Things*, uh, then *The Hunting Party*, the Thousand and Sons*, *One More Light*, *Minister to Midnight*, *Tour*, and *The Hybrid Theory*. I'll explain why. The first two uh, albums, *Living Things* and *The Hunting Party*, I didn't really get into. That's just due to me um, and that's why they're at the bottom two um, A Thousand Sons I didn't mind actually um, it's around that area where like Linkin Park had sold out as a lot of fans would say and they kind of changed up their style um, along with Hunting Party and uh, Minutes to Midnight and Leaving Things but um, I enjoyed A Thousand Sons a bit more there's quite a few songs I never liked but obviously, one more light was the last album Ingepop made before uh, Chester unfortunately uh, passed away, and uh, obviously that uh, got to be, you know, it's a it's a it's a good ending point to be fair. Because that album was pretty pretty good actually. I really enjoyed that album. <coughs> it was more relatable to me as a as an adult now instead of like a teenager, <coughs> and um. Yeah, it was a a good send off, I guess, to Chester's unfortunate timing of his uh, passing away. Um, Minutes to Midnight, I really enjoyed, um, even though they got a lot of hate as well, again, changing style and stuff. But uh, In Pieces, which is one of the songs on the album, it's one of my favourite Lingpa songs. and uh, that's why it's 3rd, and obviously, Matora and Hyper Theory are just classic, like, metal albums. And, uh, obviously, Hyper Theory is one of my first ever albums i bought as well. And Paper Cart is probably my favourite Linkin Park song of all time, it's the first song on the album. And when I listened to Linkin Park live, Download for the first time ever in 2014, they played Hyper Theory from start to finish. Papercock came on and I cried like a bitch because <laughs> it was the first time I've seen my favourite band I've been a fan of them for 12 years finding around seeing them and they played my song and they played like, all the hype theory as well and yeah the emotions got to me and yeah <coughs> and I cried like a absolute ready but it was definitely worth it and I one of the sets I'll definitely read it for over and over again because how good it was <coughs> uh, Matt has asked, uh, "Why do I support Arsenal?" And my thoughts on Arsenal Fan TV. I'll get to Arsenal Fan TV in a moment. Um, so, why did I support Arsenal? So, again, growing up, you don't really have much like say on what you like and stuff. You kind of get introduced to it. Um, growing up, I didn't really have like a. I mean, growing up, I. Only followed United because my dad sports United, but I didn't, wasn't a fan of them. It was a oh, my dad likes them, I guess I'd like them as well. And then I was like eight, I think eight or nine. Um, and then I, you know, looked into football myself and started watching it on my own. And uh, I wanted like a local team because obviously, you know, being like nine, ten years old you wanna, you know, one day go and watch your team play live. And I thought I'm never gonna go to Manchester, so I will ball them out. And I started looking into teams and I noticed that there were a few London teams. The Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. I think it's time when like Shaw and Afreg were win the league as well in the Premiership. And uh obviously now that time is before Chelsea had any money. So they were a decent team still, but you know, they that like to like solo and stuff there, and Jimmy Ford Hasselbank, I think this was around the final time he was there, maybe. I might go wrong with that um, uh, memory there. <coughs> my Chelsea history isn't the best, obviously, being an Arsenal fan. But I think I got into Arsenal, to precisely win Arsenal in 1999-2000, so I think it was coming off the double win, if my memory serves me right. It's like this season we bought in on the overmars, let overmars over go and stuff like that. Obviously, Arsenal playing well; they're a local team. They're doing better than Spurs, unlike now, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, so I chose Arsenal and stuck with them ever since. And uh, especially now with how badly this season's gone for us. I'm not going to go in too much into it, but yeah, we've we've wound up, the, the up. 13 points out of 15 in the last five games isn't too bad and we're two points off Chelsea now so, who uh, struggled against Leicester last night which helps us out. So, I mean, the talks of relegation are now finally done with us well which is good because fed up with this to everyone saying we're going to go relegated. Because um, <clears throat> it's the same with United, when um, United struggle at the start of the season it's all talks of them getting relegated and that was like, they're not going to get relegated. We're not going to get relegated. Shush. As for uh, Arsenal Fan TV, uh, they're a bunch of cunts. <laughs> Simple as that. Um, they're so negative. I The first time I was introduced to Arsenal Fan TV was when they became a meme uh, on Facebook and stuff. And I was like, I'll check them out. See what the fuss is about. And I think it was... I want to say I think we've beaten one of the top 6 Which was a rarity for us a few years ago Because we struggled a bit then But uh, Yeah we beat I want to say United I don't know why I want to say United I think we beat them And I was expecting our praises and stuff I think I went onto the The page Or the YouTube page To see what was being said and it's like, oh, Sanchez should have scored, and Chesney couldn't catch a Cold and stuff. I was like, we won a game, lads. Like, why are we being so negative? And that does reflect on uh, on the. I think it reflects on the team as well as the fans, because obviously, <coughs> with Arsenal fans, he we get in the popularity well, the popularity has, unfortunately, with um, how big they are within the community now, within the Arsenal community. Um, and how everyone you know, when we lose, it's oh, Arsenal fans gonna, Arsenal fan TV is gonna be fantastic today because Arsenal lost. That's all off at DT and Robbie and the other tracks that won the show. Um, I think it's one called Tex or Tex Tax. I don't know. I don't know Arsenal fan TV. I just know DT and Robbie because they're like the prominent two. Um, and there's Claude. I think his name's Claude. Do one who was racist against Sun. <clears throat> um, yeah, so... Oh yeah, with them being such a big... factor in the Arsenal... F- like, fan base, I feel like... it does reflect... sometimes... when we win... and they're negative... and it kind of... Take- I guess it takes its toll, surely... when you're playing... like... The- well... most of the players are playing to the best of your belly. sometimes... players have shockers... um... They uh they see it and they're like, oh, you know, we're, we're winning and we're still getting ripped on. Like, what's the point? I mean, <clears throat> I hope they don't see it. Because, I mean, there's a lot of negative stuff anyways in the world. But, yeah. The thing is, though, the thing i was thinking about is, there's, I'm guessing every team in the Football League has got some kind of fan channel. But when Leeds lost 3-0 to Cordy, uh, Trolley, sorry, the other day in the FA Cup, you don't see Leeds United TV, like, going off at Leeds. They're not in the news or in, in the media or anything. So that shows you how much of an impact Arsenal fan TV has had to be hoisted into the spotlight. And, uh, the quicker they get deleted, the quicker it would be for everyone to go back and enjoy. And whilst on the Arsenal fan, it'd be nice to go and enjoy football without having Arsenal fan TV thrown in my face every time we lose or struggle against a team or whatever. Oh, this is... Talking does it. Talking takes a lot out of your throat. I don't know. (laughs) I be surprised. Drinking my... drink. If anyone wants to pay me money, I'll uh, shout out your drink on the channel. (laughs) Um, Moving on. So Lisa has asked two questions, uh, question one is if you could change anything about the gaming world what would it be and question two is if you could create any game what would it be like. So first third question in the gaming world I would like to stop the console war because it's 2021 it's boring now can we all just hold hands and skip into the sunset together playing whatever you want it would be nice. If I could change anything though, right, like, realistically, it would be just cross-platform, all games, right, to PS Five to Xbox Series X and PC on games where they won't have an advantage. Obviously, like shooters, like right, PC would just shit all over us. Games like Call of Duty and Overwatch and stuff, PC would just have so much of an advantage. There'd be no point in cross-platform in that game. But like, obviously, Rocket League is cross-platform, but game like FIFA or games where <clears throat> it's not so much like having a finally using keyboard and mouse but just like the same kind of concept behind it so sports games basically no shooters that's literally it but there's not many really competitive games that aren't shooters I guess MOBAs would be pretty OP as well for PC players against console games Again, like SMITE and League um, and Dota if I ever came to a console. They'd have the big advantage there as well. But yeah mainly be nice to i have four games cross platform. Like to be no advantage on FIFA. If I was playing on my Xbox and someone's playing on the PC or the PS four, ps or um but I think that's Sony's problem I could be wrong about. Um or it could be the developer problem, I'm not too sure. But just sort it out, please lads. As for if I could get any game, <clears throat> I have to think long and hard about this. Because uh, there's not many original ideas out there to be done, I guess. Or well, I ain't got the knowledge to come up with an original idea. My, I had, I've had two ideas um, that I guess would service for this question. The first one being an actual FIFA Street game. Not the shitty fucking... Falter mode we got, like... The classic FIFA Street. FIFA Street 1, FIFA Street 2. FIFA Street Two. A game like that would be fantastic. Um, and a, a remake of the first FIFA Street would be sick. Or... Basically take the first FIFA Street and then... Use today's players, essentially. And have some icons thrown in there, like, on the team. That'd be pretty cool. Um, the second idea is a battle royale because they're water rage at the moment. And it would be um it's it's really it's a really complicated battle whale, but uh I don't think it'd work, but it's the idea I had, so I'm rolling with it. So you get a hundred players thrown to a map as the standard battle royale game would go. And uh, when you die <coughs> you don't die straight away, you go to another map um, and then you loot there and then if you die there then if you just die or potentially go to a third map um, and then if you die on the third map then you're out of the game and then the winner would be be obviously one person left on the first map one person left on the second map one person left on the third map and they bat it out in like a super map or like a finale map or the winner of the first map goes into the second map then with like a power up or like a special weapon or something and if they get killed then obviously they go to the third map and the winner of the second map goes into the third map again with like a special weapon or power or something that would be my idea of a bow that would be really complicated and probably really hard to make but that would be the idea um, that I would produce or show to someone that's definitely going to get nicked now uh, can't wait to see that in about 3 years time uh, Owen has asked a few questions <coughs> um, he says well the first question is do you m- now miss Fenger? Do you think it's a mistake letting him go? Uh, second question is how do you keep a positive mental health during knockdown? And the third question is what is your favourite Wetherspoons? spoons? So that's for Fengal. Um Yeah, of course we're gonna miss Fingal. I mean, he was with us for eighteen years. I think it was eighteen or twenty years. I can't remember. Um, I should know this. Be an arse fan, but fuck it. But yeah, we obviously we're gonna miss guy. It's the same thing as United. Um, you know they. They struggled hard when Fergie left. I mean, they done alright, but it was nothing like what Ferguson did for United. Then the same thing happened with us. And it's always going to be that way. Um, Obviously, Emery came in, said good evening to everyone and then left. You know, he done alright at the club. And then, obviously, Arteta's taken over. And, uh, he's done alright. He's, he had a decent start. He's had a bit of a rough patch, but he's, back on the up and I think uh, playing the kids like Saka and Smith-Rowe and Martinelli when he's fit um, getting tyranny in when right, when he keeps his fitness up having Pablo Mari at the back who's been solid for us since coming back from his injury <coughs> um, partly he's had a fantastic effect on the club as well he's controlling the midfield which is what we need we need a Fiera figure we've been missing since Fiera left um, we had a little bit like that for DRB who actually played really well um for us for a bit. And then a bit of his injuries just kept him down unfortunately. Um but yeah, I feel like Arteta is the guy to stick with for at least a bit. I don't wanna be <coughs> one of these clubs where managers come in and out of the door every like season, season and a half kind of thing. We don't want to do United, which I think happened with uh, when Fergie left. Of they've had Moyes, Fang Hao, Mourinho. I'm sure there's someone else. But obviously, now they've got Sochar, and Sochar's is obviously doing away. Right. I mean, United were a top of the league until last night. I think Leicester took the first place after they winning against Chelsea. But, you know, United, they won the up again. <laughs> Or he's at the rule, give him the contract, baby, let him sign what he wants. But yeah, Arteta, uh, I feel like he's the player what the well, to go for now. Um As in, in mistakes to let him go? No. I mean he has been there for eighteen years. Um we're it's a time and place. He's done what he can for the club finger. Um I mean, he led us to the Invincibles, he led us to the Champions League final, which we unfortunately lost, but we got to a final or something, I guess. Um, led us to FA Cups and premierships and whatnot, so yeah, he done well. Yeah, you know, nothing nice whatever ever, there's going to be a time place for him where he had to go, and he went. Uh, second question is, how do you keep positive men- mental health during lockdown? Uh, it's fucking hard at the moment. <clears throat> really hard I know so many people that are really struggling in this lockdown Uh and all I can say is just find something find something you like and just stick stick with it and do it Um, for me personally it's chatting to mates gaming listening to music it's very simple it's very basic but and oh, now nowadays I guess and not that uh, the podcast now not lockdown keeping me going Um but that's for me. Anyways. And uh, I just recommend anyone to find. Something they love doing. And do that. Chat to your mates. Keep in contact with people. Just let, no, check up on people and stuff. Uh, maybe find a new hobby. <coughs> I know Lisa Who uh, asked one of the questions earlier. She started painting a lot. The paint by numbers thing. Um, so obviously a new hobby for her. And she's really enjoying that. So yeah, maybe looking to try trying something new, maybe try I don't know, knitting. <laughs> That's such a shit suggestion. Um but yeah, try something new, look into a new hobby, pick up a new skill, learn a new talent, something to keep just keep me going until we eventually get out of this lockdown. Hopefully you can go back to a normal life and uh go back to how things were before all this shit happened. And my favourite Werther Spoons uh, is the Montenu Pike in Charing Cross. And that's not because of where I met you, Owen. It's because it's one of the only Spoons I've ever been to that actually plays music, which really blew my mind when I walked into there. Um, obviously, most of the Spoons I don't think have a licence for music. So when I walked in and I could hear just background music, I was like, oh, fuck, this is pretty sick. And it was quite a nice place, actually. Um... Um, apart from there uh, whoop, it's been, there's six Templars in Hartford. that's quite nice um, there's a Spoons in Newquay that I went to when I went to Newquay for my cousin's wedding uh, well, when we went down the Tower bystra I'll probably butcher that name <coughs> that's a decent spoons on the seafront so it's nice to you know have a beer or, for me a cider um at the sea front, nice relaxing vibes. That's really chill. Uh the style isn't bad. The one white board wanna go to the most normal local, but we want to go to the most. It's not bad. It could be Bruce, it could be the King James, the King James for all those people in the local area know that it's not to dump. What a shithole. And uh the Mooning Cross as well in Wolfham Cross. <coughs> it's better than the King James but not by much still pretty much a dive um but yeah the montanoe pike in charing cross is pretty my favourite spoons definitely need to go there again uh it's a shame because i was actually meant to meet owen last year in march when all this shit hit the fan so hopefully when this goes up I can, uh, we can go back there and have another fantastic steak of flat iron that was sick highly recommend going to flat iron <coughs> In a Charing Cross. Um, Megan was asked if you could be any type of animal, what would you be and why? Uh, platypus. I don't know why it's my go to answer, but it's not. It's, when I spread that question, I was, the first instinct was platypus, so I don't know why. But uh, <clears throat> honestly, probably something like a sloth or a koala, like a proper lazy animal, because that would be just a dream life, just doing absolutely nothing. Just sit in a tree, eat some bamboo, just chill, just just good vibes. That'd be nice vibes. If I was, other than that, I guess I'd like to be a dog, just to see, like, what it's like, because obviously I, I, I have a dog in the family here, um, and it'd be just intriguing to see, like, what it's like to be the opposite side of that, to see... F- what it's like for a dog's life to see humans like talk to us and you know reward us and weapons when we shoot in the carpet and shit like that. So that would be my other answer. Uh, three questions here from Lois. The first question is What did you do in the pocket Apocalypse? Second question is What's your proudest moment you've never had a reason to mention? and the third question is what is your perfect edible uh a disclaimer there might be drug references as well in, in going forward should have mentioned that earlier oops um so first question what do you do in the in the zombie apocalypse um I definitely wouldn't survive I can tell you that much I, I'd probably end up either killing myself through not by my, by my own means, by doing something really stupid and getting caught by a zombie. <coughs> or I'd probably be taken out super early. Um, but what I would would like to do, no, like, give it a chance, is I'd be like, well, I'm going to die at some point. I don't have to know how to survive. I know that. So I'd just go in a massive killing spree of zombies. Not of people, many really people to keep the humanity waste going. Um, so i put some music in, grab our weapons, just walk out in the street and kill wherever I can until I'm eventually taken out by a horde of zombies. Um, the proudest moment you've never have a reason to mention. Um, I had to really think hard about this because I don't really have any proud moments in my life. Um, not that any. <coughs> That come to mind, anyways. Um, the only thing that I guess I could really say for this question is I once hit a legit 180 in darts. And obviously, and if you're playing darts or discussing darts, which is quite rare, um, now some time we can really mention it. So yeah, uh, I he was in Harlow Um I'd done it I uh I jumped around the room and then I took a picture of it cos I was quite surprised I'd done it and it's the only time I've ever done it in this was what probably four years ago and I've never done it since then <clears throat> excuse me so yeah that's probably the only uh, um uh, moment I can think of that I can relate to that question. And thirdly, your perfect edible, <coughs> it would probably <coughs> have to be some kind of like reed pizza. Because that would be sick. Like the dough made out of reed or reed induced dough. And obviously I have more pizza toppings on top stuff. For me, that just sums up for like just the best thing ever getting high but I love pizza I fucking love pizza so getting high while eating pizza is just it just it adds up it just makes sense to me and I feel like to anyone listening who does smoke a bit of the ganja and I feel they're listening to this going yeah he's under something there he's definitely under something there and I hope that the people that do listen to this that do love a smoke here and there are listen to this going yep yeah, that's what I need to do so if anybody's actually on making that, let me know and we'll sort it out, i would definitely want to try that. Um, I've got two quite similar questions here. So the first one's from Steph, um, who asked if you had to choose between football and gaming, what would it be? Um, I would choose gaming because loopholes, I could just play FIFA on my, on my Xbox. I don't have real life football, but I still have football in my life through FIFA. So fuck you, Steph. <laughs> Such a shit loophole, but yeah, I'll take it. But as, as I'm taking, like, I guess a shortcut in the question, that would be nice. <coughs> and uh, I'm going to plug Steph here for her Geek Abyss um, page, Etsy page, and Facebook page as well she makes amazing clay and resin products Um, you can get custom orders as well I've asked for a few custom orders myself I got something made for Raven Tom for Christmas and it's fucking sick it's like a harlequin, mallet, hammer and the um, master sword from Zelda encased on like a rock it looks really sick Um, Steph has also made D&D dice, She made grinders, um, she makes uh, earrings, coasters, you name it. She could probably try and make it. She made a necklace for Sarah for Christmas. She made a necklace for my supervisor at work, for her brother. There's a Black Panther one. So yeah, if you want the link to that, it, either like the grind that she made, or a link to a page. Uh, send me a message, and I'll drop the link for you. So uh, is fucking talented and she deserves the uh, all the support. Um, and following from that, the delete uh, our question. Uh, Sarah then goes on to ask, not related at all. They didn't know to ask the question, which is quite freaky. Sarah asks, "You ever choose between gaming or music for the rest of your life?" What would you choose? And this is obviously a tough question, so I can't loophole my way out of this. Um, it's difficult as well because I've met so many people for gaming, and I've met so many people through music, yeah, they both hold a very like, high place in my life. Like, there's a lot of times where I'm doing both, I'm listening to music while gaming. Obviously, gaming keeps me entertained during, like, right? at most points of my life, I've been gaming since I was like 6 probably Um, and obviously I've been listening to music a lot and uh, music's always been around in some way or another but if I had to choose if I had gone to my head and I had to choose I would choose music because I don't think I could live without music in my life. I could probably get away without gaming if I had to but not having music around would be after soul destroying so that means I could never go to gigs I couldn't go download and that would suck arse I mean at the moment I can't go to that anyways because of lockdown and covid but in the normal life and normal world not being able to go to gigs or festivals would be shit especially after actually you know, go into well, I've been geeking for since 2009, so I went 11 years because I'm not counting, well, I guess 10 years, I don't count last year because there's no fucking gigs. <laughs> I've been, I've done download for six years, 2014 to 2019, Um. again, Corona stopped that fucking streak, ruined my uh, tattoo idea. I was going to get a 10 year and a first but obviously that's kind of being put off now because of Covid so but yeah I'll choose music over gaming if I had to but yeah that's just deny that question at all because it's literally picky it's not like picking between your two children and I guess everyone's got their favourites but yeah I'll choose music and uh the final question from the Q&A and uh The first question actually asked by anyone So I thought I'd save it for last is it's from Max And uh, he's asked, what is your favourite video game of all time? Um, And uh, before I get into this question I thought I'd plug Max as well here He has a YouTube channel, a Facebook page And a Spotify account for his music at Emerald Aquarium Um, Check him out, he does some pretty good songs um i would highly recommend uh giving him a lesson boost his views i think he's got a new ep or single coming out soon i apologize max if you haven't but i'm pretty sure i saw something about you um posting uh your single being preloaded onto spotify um but again if you want to get any of these links give me a, a heads up give me a message and i'll send you youtube spotify facebook whatever he also recently had a interview with trauma pr um so if you want to watch that as well um i'm sure if you can contact Maxie, maxi will show you if not i'll happily send an link on to you and as for max's question um i'm a boring bastard unfortunately um and i would probably choose Something like FIFA, because it's the game I play the most, even though sometimes I just want to snap it off my hard drive. But it's a game I've been playing. Oh, it's one of my first ever games i played. One of my first ever games i played was FIFA 96, which shows my age, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, FIFA has always been around at some point in my life or another. So I guess the FIFA franchise. But if it was like a one-off game, the game that comes to mind is Life is Strange. I really enjoyed that game. I know a lot of people shout shouting it for the ending. And I totally understand. Because the ending is a bit meh. <coughs> but um, for me, Life is Strange probably up there. I guess Be. here comes the pain as well. Because that was just such a great wrestling game. And I'm a huge wrestling fan. And that was a very complete wrestling game. And it's held highly in regards to wrestling fans, that's one of the best wrestling games with No Mercy and other games Um, or maybe Streets of Rage too because that's also one of the first games i played and it's got me into gaming I'm not a fan of like RPGs or anything like that so like obviously some people (coughs) would go for your Skyrims or Oblivion or Final Fantasy game or whatever but that's not me I'm very basic, I guess Fire City as well could be up there, I really enjoyed Fire City I remember getting that for Christmas and I was playing it for like, I must have played it for about six hours straight, on Christmas Day as well my mum was not pleased, but yeah that is the end of the Q&A session and that is the end of my first episode, oh it feels weird but it feels good I hope everyone's enjoyed it Um, obviously it's my first episode so any feedback please let me know Um, sound quality anything literally anything I'll happy take on all criticism I know I say erm a lot it's because mean speaking don't go hand in hand Um, so I thought I'd play to my strengths and do a podcast (laughs) it makes sense Um, I don't really have a schedule at the moment Because he's new Um, But I will try to keep things frequent Like Every week to Like every week Slash fortnight I guess I definitely will try to keep things frequent Because God knows I'm terrible at Keeping things to a schedule If you check my YouTube account There's so many like Series that just haven't been finished Due to lack of motivation and stuff So Hopefully I can keep motivated on this. I mean, I've got a lot of people that actually want to be on the podcast, which definitely helps. Um, And speaking of that, I've actually got my first guest lined up for my next episode. And that is the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Bailey. And uh, I will let you know all on the page when that podcast is happening. But me and Ryan will discuss all sorts of shit because... I thought for my first episode as well I need someone who talks, talks more shit than me and Ryan fits that belt perfectly. So uh, on that uh, on that night that's the end of the first episode. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed. Again please leave any criticism and I'll see you all soon for the next episode. Please take care on leaving the world off of energy. G. Don't forget to stop by the souvenir shop on the way out. Thank you.